0: Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Um, we are going to link up with our youth service that's going on tonight. Here's why. Uh, this is an annual youth revival that starts tonight. I want you to know our, our students, um, middle school, high school, young adults, they have been praying and fasting for these last three weeks, uh, seeking God. And, and, and then it culminates with this three-night revival called Tidal Wave, which is tonight, tomorrow night, and Friday night back in the youth auditorium. And uh, we believe in being a church for all of the generations. I got to say that one more time. Matter of fact, the church, I mean, the, the young people aren't the church of tomorrow. They're very much a part of the church of today. They have a mission, very, very real, uh, just like we have a mission. They're, they. They have a purpose just like we have a purpose. And so this is a cool opportunity for us to get to, to link in uh, with that service. And so go ahead and amen. And uh, the, the speaker uh, there tonight, he's just starting the, uh, his message right now. So we're gonna link up with that. Amen and receive and God bless you. Thanks for being here tonight. Here we go for tidal wave.
0: Now I gotta look at you, you know? You ever do that? Just like like watch people? Any people watchers in the house? Great lots of weird people in here then fantastic um man i'm excited to be here it's it's warm here it's cold in north carolina right now so um i'm I'm glad to be here where the sun is shining it's 85 degrees like what the heck what's going on peter i know you ain't used to it yet my guy (laughs) Woo! 85 degrees um How many of you, uh, this is your first time at Tidal Wave? Just raise your hand, come on, let's give it up. For all of them. In fact, let's do this. If if it's not your first time, sit down. Cause like you're veterans. And I'm gonna stand up, it's my first time. Look at this. Come on, can we give it up for, for all of them, the VIP? That's good now here's the deal Here, here's what I want to do um, everyone who's standing up right now do any of you have a physical Bible with you like you have a physical Bible with you okay so if you don't have a physical Bible with you then sit down but if you do have a physical Bible with you and it's your first time physical you know not digital Are we down to two? Oh my God, I went a lot quicker than I thought. Um, Oh, we got four. Okay, and then which one of you um, has the app Cash App? You got Cash App? What you got, that great value version, the Venmo or something? What you got? You ain't got the Cash App? What? Venmo? That's great value. You got Cash App? And a Bible? And it's your first time? Come here. See, I knew there'd be one. I knew there'd be one. No, just tell me where your cash app is. Oh, yeah, you got to spell that. Y'all just wait, all right? Y'all get to know the people next to you. What is it? B-E-E. Gomez. With a Z. Yeah, I know how to spell Gomez. (laughs) 22. Okay, is that you? Hey, is that you? Is that you? Okay. All right, I just sent you $100. Make sure you get it, though. Make sure you get it. You know how Elon Musk is. He'll take your money. You know what I'm saying? You got to be careful with that. Okay, how many of you know that this Bible right here was written with 100% truth and 100% grace? If you're walking in here and this is your first time, maybe this is your hundredth time, I wanna let you know that this is what we believe in right here, everything that it says from cover to cover, we take no substitutes, we don't do anything else except this, all right? We ain't pulling from culture, Okay, we ain't pulling from podcasts there's plenty out there but none of them are as good as this bible right here the answer to every question that every single one of you will ever ask in your entire life right here, it don't matter what I say past this point if you get this point right here that's all you need if you don't have a physical bible get one find one find a leader here find a pastor here i promise you they'll probably buy you one okay it is that important and i don't want you to get it twisted from the jump okay i don't want you to think i'm coming up here to entertain you i'm here right now to be able to express the word of god because it is alive it is well it is living and we want to be alive and active we don't want to be dead and passive am i right can I get an amen? Okay. Okay. Now, y'all got to know I'm a hollerback preacher, okay? I know I look white, and I am, okay? But you got to give me some response back, amen? Okay, so let's practice it because y'all ain't, y'all ain't hitting it. Um, let's practice it. So, you know, like if, you know, I say something good or the, the word of God just pops out, you're like, okay. All right. This is this is, this, is this, this ain't a monologue, okay? This is a dialogue between you and me. Can we have a conversation tonight? Okay, good. Well, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Tim Summers, and uh, I am the next gen pastor, youth pastor, whatever, um, at Elevation Church. It's an honor to be here, and I'm uh, so glad that y'all invited me. Can we give it up uh, just for the pastors and the leadership here that make nights like this? happen come on I think you can stand to your feet for this this does not happen all over the world I'm telling you this is unique this is special come on you should give honor where honor is due credit where credit is due and give it up for the leadership and the pastors of this house amazing I mean, I don't travel a lot, but when I do travel, let me tell you something. People do not believe in the next generation like your pastors believe in the next generation, okay? So it's a really, really big deal. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a big deal. All right, look at your second choice. Say, it's a big deal. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. Thank you, band. Y'all are amazing. I didn't know any of those songs, but they were all good. They were all good. All right, you can find your way to your seat. Um, We're going to be in Genesis chapter 35. It's real easy to find in that Bible of yours. It's the first book. Everyone say first book. ha! -ha, made it easy for you. Genesis 35. Here's what you got to understand. I'm telling you. I and mean, if you've ever thought in your life that, that the Bible is boring, <laughs> you ain't read the first book of the Bible, okay? It is crazy, okay? Like, y'all think Atlanta housewives got something on the Bible. It don't. It does not. Absolutely not. This is the real deal, all right? Genesis 35, we're going to be talking about the character Jacob. Everyone say Jacob. All right, come on. Say Jacob and here's what you got to understand about Jacob. Jacob is one of the most interesting characters in the Bible because the fact of the matter is is tonight he is going to be a great guide for us. Okay? He's going to be a great guide for us. And 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 here's what I know is that if God can love Jacob, he can love me. Okay? If 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 God can, can do some things for Jacob, Woo! I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that God can do some amazing things for you. Okay? We're going to dive in a little bit, but it's just going to be three verses. But here's, here's, here's the thing. I've been a youth pastor for 14 years, starting in the 14th year uh, this summer. And uh, here's what I've known um, about uh, the next generation is, I am not here to give you all the answers. That is not my goal tonight. My goal tonight is for you to leave hungry. Now, I know y'all all all hungry because y'all been on a fast or something. Yeah, I know y'all special. Y'all different. Y'all different here in Orlando. I ain't faster than you. I'm just kidding. But my goal is for you to be hungry. I want you to go home tonight and be like, man, I got to read this whole chapter. I got to read this whole book, okay? Be very weary. weary. Of preachers that get up on stages that give you all the answers, yeah. be very, very weary, because then if you got all the answers, what is the point of you digging into the word?, yeah. Ooh, but that's not what God wants, is it? God wants you to be hungry for the Word of God. And that's what we need more of, right? The hunger?, Ooh, I got to figure this out. I got to figure that out. I got to figure, oh man, I want to know more about what God says about this. So it says in Genesis thirty five verse sixteen, it says, Then they moved on from Bethel. And while they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel, everyone say Rachel. Rachel. Ooh, Rachel began to give birth. Uh Uh-oh. And had great difficulty. How many of you know that birth is difficult? I don't, but I've had four kids. My wife had four kids, and uh, it looks difficult, okay? And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, The midwife said to her, don't despair, which just means like, don't be sad. For all you seventh graders in here, I'm just helping you out. (laughs) Don't be sad, for you have another son. Ooh. And as she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Benoni. Any Benoni's in the house? (laughs) There's always that middle schooler. (laughs) Benoni. I mean, have you. (laughs) Benoni? (laughs) Come on. But his father named him Benjamin. Everyone say Benoni. 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 Actually, let's do this. These, These two sections right here say Benoni. Oh, that's nice. You three sections, say Benjamin. Benjamin. Mm. Benoni and Benjamin. Tonight, session one, Tidal wave, 2023. I want to title uh, our conversation tonight, Call It What You Want. Call it what you want. If you're taking notes, that's going to be the title. Call it what you want, call it what you want, I I said earlier, I got four kids, all right, I know it doesn't look like I got four kids, but I do, I got four kids, um, I got a 16 year old, I know, like I said, I know it looks like I ain't got four kids, but I'm not lying to you, It's, it's a real thing, um, I got a 16 year old, I got a six year old, I know, we waited, um, (laughs) a six-year-old, I got a two-year-old, and then I got a four-month-old. We stopped waiting. (laughs) We just kept going, Uh, but we're done, I hope. Um, Not really. I want like eight kids. I don't even care. I love kids, and here's the deal. You know why I love kids? This is like the only reason why. It's because I get to name them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for real. My first one is Brody Lee Summers, right? That was back in the day, like when Brody, you know, like B-R-O-D-I-E. Like, you my Brody. It was kind of a thing. Don't worry about it. It's old now. I know. But anyways, Brody Lee, right? And then um, second born is Genesis Graham Abram. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's like that. He's creative like that, you know. Um, and I have, I have to tell you. You know we gotta get to know each other a little bit. Y'all are gonna like, what's this white dude up here? He's from North Carolina. I ain't never met him before. I ain't never heard of him preach. We're just getting to know each other a little bit, okay? Uh, Genesis, Graham, and that's my second. My third one, my third boy, is uh, <laughs> you'll know what obsession I have the moment I tell you his name. It's Lainey Dior Klein <laughs> Summers. Yeah, I got an obsession with Paul Jason Klein from Lainey. And I don't give me care. Um, that's my third. Uh, that's my third. Um, boy's And then our fourth child was a girl. Yep. It was amazing. That's why we're probably going to stop, you know. Finally got the girl. Really excited about it. And uh, uh, her name is Milan James Muse. Okay. Thank you. I love it too. I appreciate it. <laughs> Milan James Muse. But, but, but I tell you all that because I love to name my children. Okay, like it it gets weird. It gets obsessive. How many of you have children? Anybody? No? This is totally not hitting anyone then. Okay, cool. Great. Well, um, when you have kids, um, you'll realize how amazing it is to name your children. You know what's great is I get to name them. No one else is naming my kids except me, right? Why? because I created them. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, God did. I get it. I know. But (laughs) um, I had a part to play. Okay? I had a part to play. So I get to name them. And I love it. That's why I would have like nine kids, just because I got plenty of names left in the tank. Okay? Now, here's what you got to understand. My 16-year-old, he's starting to learn how to drive. And... Uh, for the longest time, for like the last three years, he's been kind of getting on my last nerves. Like for real, can I just be honest with you? Just be getting on my last nerves. He kind of got a teenager and like I'm his youth pastor and I'm his dad. So it's just weird. It's like, ah, well, you know, I don't know. Um, and, 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 and every time, um, uh, we would get in the car. My, my, my wife loves to drive. She's just like, let me drive uh, control. She's a control freak. Pray for her. Okay. And so she wants to drive. Well, my son um, would always be like, shotgun. Yo, dad. Shotgun. I'm like, what you mean shotgun? Like, I know what that means. Shotgun. Like, what? He's like, I called it. I'm like, okay, and you still sitting in the back? (laughs) What you mean, shotgun? Dad, I called it. I'm like, I don't care if you called it. Shotgun is mine. (laughs) I called it the moment you were born, boy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, for three years. Now he's starting to drive. Now he's like, driving. You know what I do? I go, shotgun, <laughs> sucker. Oh, my goodness. I ain't going to drive nowhere, right? My wife loves you Now he's in big I called it. Shotgun. What you mean you called it? You don't get to call it. Bro, I, I am your father, boy. I go, I can have whatever I want, okay? You're going in the back. In fact, we got like a little three-seater, you know, like a three-row thing. I make up sitting up way back. You know, the little baby, two-year-old, six-year-old is in the middle, but he's in the way back, legs up like this, <laughs> can't fit. It's interesting, interesting. I, I call shotgun. I, you know, it's crazy. I, I read this passage, and you know, again, you got to go through and, and, and read a lot of the chapter. It would take it would take a good it would take a good thirty minutes to read the whole thing, but this part really astounds me because. At this moment, Rachel is asking God to give her another son. Mind you, she already has had kids. God's already given her sons, but she is now asking for another son. And As we read in these three verses, what happens is she has this boy and then She dies. Isn't that interesting? Just these three verses right here is so like, whoa, what is going on? I've been praying for another son, and I'm asking God for this son. And the son appears in his birth, and now she is taking her last breath, and she is dying. Isn't that interesting that sometimes God will answer your prayers? but you never know how much it will actually cost you when he answers your prayers. It's interesting because when we come into churches like this, we think if I just pray, I'm going to get everything that I want. You might. You may get exactly what you pray for, but you've also got to understand there is a price and there is a cost to what you pray. What do you mean, Tim? Show me the scripture. I just read it. She asked for another son. Did she get it? Yeah. Yes. But it cost her her life. Yeah. Did you think that when she was praying for another son, that it would cost her her life? Not at all, right? This, this, this is very, very interesting because the reality is, is that when you begin to serve God, it might cost you your plans, When you begin to serve God, it might cost you your ideas. Does that make sense? When you begin to to follow Jesus, it's gonna cost you your time, right? When you begin to follow Jesus and and serve the Holy Spirit, I hope it costs you your pride. And for some of us, when you serve Jesus, I pray to God it'll cost you your attitude. But when you begin to serve God and follow God and ask things from God, it is going to come with a price, whether you know it or not. And she unfortunately did not know that she was going to lose her life, that her son would cost her her own life. It's one thing to ask God to add something to your life. But you'll never know what you'll lose in the process of what God adds Right? It's wonderful. Like, I hear it all the time. I've been in youth ministry for 14 years, like I said earlier, and people are like, God, use me! Use me, Lord! I want to do something amazing! And then you get involved in the church, and six months later, you're like, why is the church using me? I feel used. Oh, my gosh! You prayed that! You prayed, God, use me! Come on, use me. Do something with my life. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to do this. What, what does that look like in your life? And, and and when I look at this passage in this scripture, they're obviously so excited about having another son. You know, they celebrating, right? They're like, yes. I prayed for this. I got a baby. It's happening again. They're throwing gender reveal parties, right? They're like, yes, another one, right? You know, Jacob is like, I sacrificed for this. Yes, they're you know, they're putting on DJ college, you know, music. It's like another one, right? It's just like baby after baby. They're like, Yes! I'm so pumped. Thank you, God, for answering my prayer. And somewhere in the process, it started taking a turn for the worst. Have you been there before? Were you like, 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 can we be honest? Like, you ask God for something, and you're like, yo, 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 but I didn't want it like this. Like, yeah, yeah, I would love to do that, but you want—that means I gotta go through a nine-month process. I gotta go through a two-year course. What do you mean? I just want to get up on stage and preach. What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but you got to get good with staying with me for two minutes every day at least. But there's a process. Look at your neighbor say a process. Because if, if you don't know, just to give you like some context, like history lesson, history class right here. It's like back in the day, like when it came to women giving childbirth, this was a very hard thing to do. I mean, it's hard thing to do now, but like not a lot of women made it back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was, there was a lot of pain. There weren't many meds. Like, they didn't just have medicines, you know, just ready at the counter. Like, nah, it's like they had camels, and that's it. So, like, that couldn't help the birthing process, okay? So, like, this was kind of a normal thing that the women would die while giving or while childbirth was happening. And so, so when you're reading it with that context, you're like, oh, okay, like, she doesn't make it. Man, that's really sad, but that's kind of a common Thing. But isn't this interesting that in the moment, just in these three verses, not in the whole passage, just in these three verses, that something is dying and something's all also coming to life? Yeah. Like literally, her son is being born, life. And she is now taking her last breath, death. Woo! That's good. Because what does that mean? That... Every time something's dying in your life, I want to encourage you, something else is also coming to life. And you might not be able to see it. You might not be able to identify it in that moment. You might not be able to realize it in that. But every time something is dying, something is also coming to life. Right? I'll tell teenagers all the time, they are like, man, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to find my purpose. Anyone ever said this before? I'm just trying to find my purpose. I'm just... Okay, y'all gonna lie? Raise your hand if you've ever said, I'm just trying to find my purpose. You know what's crazy is you don't have one. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the world make you think you did? That's interesting, that, that was the biggest reaction when I told you you didn't have a purpose. But you know that scripture never says that you do? Scripture says that according to his purpose. In fact, it says you are called according to his purpose. Okay, not my purpose. Not your purpose, but we have been in church for so long and we have been taught, find your purpose. Found it, it's his. It's been the same thing for 2000 years. Found it, right? I know, I know, I'm I'm literally wrecking your whole theology right now. Y'all are like, what the heck is going on? Is this dude even a Christian? Yes, I read the Bible. You are called according to His purpose. What is His purpose, right? These—it's not what's yours, right? Your calling, your dream, your destiny, your—We're pro- so selfish. We just think about us, me, 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 me. I do it all the time too. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Lord. I'm like looking at my son, I'm like, you have a purpose. No, you don't, sorry, God does. You're, you're, you're gonna do God's purpose, but just remember you don't have one. I'm sorry, that sounds bad, but you, you <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's real, right? These, these are things that we just like to say. She's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Christian. That's the right thing to say. Well, let's, let's really look at what we're actually teaching the next generation. You're called according to his purpose. Everyone say his purpose, right? And, 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 and so when I say that your purpose should die so that his purpose can live, we should say amen, amen. right? Your dream might be dying so that your calling can come alive, right? When, when something's dying, At the same time, something is also coming to life. Your opinions might need to die in order for leadership to come alive. Right? Like, I'll tell you right now, we don't need any more opinions or any more influencers. We don't. We don't. We've heard them all. Right? We need more leaders any more leaders because you know what? Opinions, everyone say opinions. Opinions opinions lead to division. Have you noticed this? Like, have you been awake the last two or three years? Have you noticed this, that opinions lead to division? You know that division is a demon? Like division is a demon. You know how I know that? It moves. Two years ago, it was black or white. 14 months ago, was Republican or Democrat? Nine months ago, it was vaxxed or unvaxxed. Division, moving from one thing to another. You know what's interesting? Is three months from now, it'll be something different. So we don't need any more opinions. We don't need any more influencers telling their side of the story. We need leaders. We need leaders. We're following demons and calling it education. We're like, "Why? Well, I, <laughs> I pretty, should probably stop there. But we, we, we have to be really careful, especially as a church, to understand that division is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Division has to die so unity can live. You want to talk about scripture? It talks about unity, unifying, right? This is a real, real thing. And it's interesting that with all the division in the world, the phrase, it's all good, still exists. Have you ever said this phrase, it's all good? Have you said it? You know, like, ah, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah, man, it's all good. Ah, it's all good, bruh. Ah, it's all good. Don't even worry about it. You stole my girl. It's all good. It's cool, bro. It's all good, man. I love you. Did I just get country there? I don't know what that was. It's all good. Have you ever said it's all good before? Oh, why are we lying to people? You know, like, it ain't ever all good. Like, you mean everything is good. Y'all know what all is, right? <laughs> that means everything. You, th- you saying everything's good? You mean your school's good? Home's good? Relationship's good? Your internet search bar's good? <laughs> I'm sorry. this night one. I came in too hot, didn't I? I'm talking about division. I'm talking about internet search bars. Y'all, y'all, y'all okay? All right. They said y'all were AG, so I'm from the AG, so I'm ready. Y'all hey, want to be real, be honest. Hearts ablaze. I set something on fire. All right, here we go. <clears throat> right? Like, it's all good? Like, man, no, nah, that's not real. It's all good? nice. Nah, it's, it's, it's not all good. And, and in this scripture, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just like it's not true for anyone ever, Because there is always something that's eh, not that good. It's just not all good for Jacob. Because obviously something is being born and something else is dying. So in one breath he has triumph. And in another he has trouble. In one breath he has joy. And in another he has sadness. Have you been there before? Everything seems so good. And then all of a sudden, so bad. If you look at it and have this perspective, it's so good. And then if you look at this perspective, it's not so good. And and I love what most Christians will come to me with. They'll come to me with Scripture and they say, well, Romans 8, 28. I'm like, yeah, I'm very familiar with that Scripture. If you're not, we have it on the screens. It says this. And we know that in all things, God works For the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. That's interesting. Have you heard this before? Because based off of the construct of that sentence, I take it to mean that if he has to work all things together for the good, that assumes that everything is not good before he gets a hold of it. Right? This is interesting. Literally, he, 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 he takes what's living and what's dying, right, God, and works it all together for the good to bring forth purpose in your life. And in fact, to bring forth his purpose in your life. You know that something that could actually bring forth his purpose in your life? You know what it is? Genesis 35, 17 actually explains it. It says three words, call the midwife. You're like, what you mean, call the midwife? What, I need to call someone? I need to have an iPhone? No, that's not what I'm saying. It says, call a friend. Call the midwife. Call, 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 call your community. Call, call your people. Call, 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 call your friend. Call the midwife, and, and the midwife says, do not despair, do not be sad, for you have another son. How many know that sometimes we need other people in our lives to tell us that God is working even in the midst of the pain that we are experiencing? Right? This is huge. This is so important for us, right? I, people people are like, they'll ask me all the time. They're like, yo, uh, you've been a youth pastor for 14 years, and uh, you know, pretty prominent church, Elevation and Youth Ministry, oh my gosh, 3,000 people, wow, it's crazy. So you must know this answer. Um, So like, why is the suicide rate the highest it's ever been? I'm like, unfortunately, that's actually a really easy question. We don't get Genesis, Genesis 35, 17. We don't call midwives, we don't call friends, we don't call the community, we don't call for help, we don't call the church, we would rather do it alone. So we decided to do it alone and then the suicide rates skyrocket. Wait, is it that simple? Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, it's sad because I have people come into my youth ministry, 3,000, and I'm like, are you in any group? They're like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. So so what's going on? Well, I'm really battling depression. I'm like, you know what will help? They're like, what? Please tell me. I've been battling it for six years, and I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm like, Genesis 35, 17. Do you have one? Do you have a group? Do you have some people? Do you have a church? Do you have a friend? Do you have a oh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 pizza, I'm going over there. (laughs) I know it's funny, but it's also so real because these are lives at stake. And I know that's a little unfair because the majority of this room hasn't been to a 17-year-old's funeral. You haven't had to get up on stage And not inspire people. But just stand up there and give the best you got. Praying that everything that you say is from the Lord. Because they are experiencing something that they never thought that they would experience in their lifetime. But we got churches yelling, call the midwife. Call the friend, call the church, call the community, call your friend, call a believer, call call. And we're like, "Nah. I'm good." But this is so so important because it saves lives. Yeah, it, does. Good. it saves lives cuz while this woman is dying, Rachel is dying, she's letting her know. Like, I know. <laughs> You're experiencing a lot of pain. But guess what? God is answering your prayers. Amen. And she reminds Rachel of these prayers. And then Genesis thirty five eighteen comes in and <laughs> kind of really messes it up for me. It says, it says, with her last breath, she names her son Benoni. Has anyone ever like fought to name their son Benoni? No, Benoni, oh my gosh, you will be made fun of at the lunch table. Benoni pepperoni, here we go. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's done, right? And when you're naming your kids, you know not to name them things so that they don't get made fun of. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's a real thing. But I want to talk about Benoni. Can we talk about Benoni real quick? Benoni is is interesting because did y'all know that Ben, everyone say Ben, Ben. means son. Everyone say son. 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 All right. Ben means son. And Oni, everyone say Oni. Oni. Ooh, I'm giving you a lesson right here. Oni means sorrow. Yeah. Benoni, son of my sorrow. (laughs) And that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Son of my sorrow. I mean, Rachel names him this, and, and it makes sense because guess what? She's not going to be there to raise him. Sorrow. She's not going to be there to help him with his first question sorrow. She's not going to be there to take care of him. She's not going to be there to cheer for him. She's not going to be there to love him. So, of course, she's going to name him Benoni, son of my sorrow. So, in fact, what she does is she names him out of what she was going through while producing him. This is what she does. Be careful what you're naming or what you're labeling when you're going through a difficult time. You got to be real careful about this, right? Because people will be like, man, I'm going through the worst breakup ever. Oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. Right? And then what will we label it as? The worst thing that's ever happened to me. Right? You know, my girl hasn't grown up yet, so I'm just praying for her, praying that never happens, you know, right? But, right? Or, oh, my goodness, I got no money. I got no money, I can't make it, it's hard, right? (laughs) And we start labeling it something, we start labeling it poor, but you got a church. We start labeling it, you know, poverty, but when you come into the church, you're serving and you got friends. That seems pretty rich to me. Now I'm talking about from the Bible, I'm not talking about culture, because culture would say you're poor. Cool, great, but we got to be real careful what we name and what we label while we are going through difficult times, while we are going through tough situations. say, like, man, I'm all alone. No one loves me. No, I'm not enough. See how I'm not, I, now I'm starting to label things based off of what I'm going through. You know, what's interesting, and, and I want to make sure I hit on this, is that oni can also mean strength. I thought that was really weird. So what you're telling me is that Ben means son and it means, and then oni means sorrow, but it can also mean strength. So what you're saying is that it means son of my sorrow, but also son of my strength. How, how can this word mean both? And, 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 and be so completely opposed, right? Like sorrows on one end and strength is on another. Am I right? Right, completely opposed. But what if they're not as opposed as much as we think? What if great strength is born out of great sorrow? What, what if great strength is born out of great sorrow? What if not having money for 10 years provides... Ten years later, an ability to invest and not to squander it all. That's interesting. What if being alone for however long provides the opportunity later on down in life to be independent and not have to rely on everyone else all the time, just like everyone else is doing Right? Yeah. There's, there's this strength that can be built through great sorrow. Good. Sorrow and strength. Strength and sorrow. Sorrow can produce strength. And, and, and I, I hope that helps you today because some of you are going through great sorrow. Some of you are going through a great sadness and you think that's it. And I'm not here to tell you to get over it. I'm here to tell you there's something on the other side of it. I'm here to encourage you to know, like, yes, you might be going through a deep, deep sorrow, a deep despair. But on the other side of it, if you can get through it, I'm not saying that's easy. But if you can get through it, there is strength. Everyone say strength Strength. on the other side. So what you got to begin to do is begin to rename your sorrow. Rename your sorrow, and then your sorrow today can become your strength tomorrow. So, so, so she names her son Benoni, and this is her dying request, her last request. This is it. Benoni. And then she dies. And Jacob says, nope. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen, bro. Uh-uh. Sorry, baby. I love you. But nope. It's going to be Benjamin. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you know Jacob was hurting. Could you imagine losing your wife after birth? I mean, you know he was sad. You know he was filled with sorrow. He has to live without the woman that the Bible says he loved. You know that the Bible says, doesn't even say that he loved God, but it says that he loved Rachel. This is this was a deep Deep love. In fact, when you read the scripture, you realize that this man had to work 14 years to be with her. Yeah, man, you better step up. <laughs> Fourteen years? <laughs> Come on. All the women say, Hey man. Yeah, there ain't no man working for 14 years for a woman. I tell you right now, it ain't happening. That's the only one right there. Don't lie. That's the greatest pickup line. Hey, girl, I'm like Jacob. I'll work 14 years for you. (laughs) That wouldn't work, though. It wouldn't work. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's not that good. But but Jacob says, I refuse to name the child's destiny out of the child's history. I refuse to do it. And, And some of you have determined your destiny based off of what has happened to you. You really have. And if if you got real honest tonight, maybe with some leaders or maybe in the altar call, if you got honest, you'd be like, man, I've been determining my destiny by everything that has happened in the past. I'm here to tell you, don't do it. Jacob says, no, 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 no. He's not going to be called son of my sorrow. He's going to be called Benjamin. So he names him Benjamin. And what you got to understand is um, this is a pretty big deal because um, in this time, fathers had naming rights. Right. Mothers really didn't have a part to play. Now, nowadays, it's 50-50. Okay? cool. Just want to make that clear. All right. It's 50-50. Right. But back in the day, it was all fathers. So the woman would actually have to, you know, like would give a suggestion of the name and then he would have to sign off and approve it. So he's like, nah, ain't going to happen. It's going to be Benjamin, right? I only tell you that because I think it's very interesting because some of you have been called hopeless, worthless, untested, failure, not good enough, not worthy enough, not pretty enough, not happy enough, not smart enough, not talented enough. I'm just letting you know that none of those people created you, which means if they didn't create you, they don't have naming rights, which means if they don't have naming rights, all those things that they just labeled you, peel it off, peel it off. You, you, you don't need that label. That, that's, that's actually not, that's not real. That's not a thing. But what's interesting is the devil can use that so much and get it twisted in our minds and will cause us to be in the bed for nine hours just thinking about it. Isn't that weird? Like literally, they did not create you, which means they can't name you, which means that label means nothing. But we let it be absolutely everything. So I don't want your label. I don't need your label, and I don't need to respond to that label. And so... Jacob calls him Benjamin. Y'all want to know what Benjamin stands for? Ben means? Okay, you're learning. You're learning. Learn, right? Right? Ben means son. And then Jamin means? You ready? It means? Okay, but let me, let me tell you before. You got to remember Isaac, Jacob's dad. Okay? Back in the day, this is this is part you gotta you gotta go read, okay? Because I can't give it, but I give you a little context. He, Jacob wanted the blessing okay, wanted the blessing, and it didn't want to go to Esau, it wanted to go to Jacob, and so Isaac was blind, and, 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 and Jacob needed um, Isaac's right hand to bless him, because the right hand means blessing, and so instead of that right hand of blessing going to Esau, which is the firstborn, he wanted it to go to Jacob, okay, and so he did this little magician move, and then the right hand went on Jacob, and he stole Esau's birthright, okay, but that's the thing, but, but you need to know that, Okay, so Ben means, okay, Ben means, and Jamin means, okay, you got to remember that that Jacob is looking at a tragedy. Have you ever been sad before? I'm just trying to help you. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm I'm, I'm trying to help you because you're going to get sad. You're going to have despair. You're going to have a tragedy. You're going to have loss, and you're going to have hurt, so this will help, right? Jacob is looking at a death of his wife. Yeah, on. This, is, this is despair. And so you got Ben, which means? Son. And then Jamin, which means right hand. So, so Benjamin means son of my right hand. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? Because Jacob has been trying his whole life to get the right hand blessing from his father. And in this moment, he realizes, I've got a right hand too. I've got a right hand too. And in this moment of my sorrow and my despair and my hurt and my tragedy, I'm not gonna name him son of my sorrow. I don't need to worry about the blessing of my father that I didn't get or that I stole from my brother. I have a right hand too. I can bless my son right now. I can bless him. And so I want to name him Benjamin. Not Benoni, take out the dash. Benjamin. Benjamin. So he calls him Benjamin and he begins to call it a triumph, right? This is what I mean by call it what you want. In the midst of tragedy, he then begins to say, no, son of my right hand. Son of
1: my left you, I mean, Let's go ahead and put our hands together for that word, yeah. Why don't you stand to your feet? The reason why I would, would jump in there at that spot, I know that uh, y'all were leaning into that word. A great word. Um, but the reason why I would ask you to to stand and why I would step in now is that um, in just a moment there are going to be um, and there's going to be an invitation given and, and students' lives are are in the in the valley of decision. I mean they're they're in the mix right now. Um, it was it was cool this week. I, I got a card. Um, one of our Uh, I started to say young man, I mean, he's a a grown man, but uh, wrote wrote a card this week to me and said, 15 years ago, the first event I I went to after I graduated high school uh, was Tidal Wave. And he actually had the banner um, from that year of Tidal Wave because he had found the banner in the trash after the event was over and he kept it because that week was so pivotal to him. He said, that week God touched my life in a way and he said I was getting ready to go off to college and... Uh, Secular academia, and he goes, and what God did in my life that week set me on a course to still live for God to this day, raise my family uh, in in the presence of God. And he said, and so I I thank, you know, I was was thanking the church and thanking, um, you know, leadership for events like this. And and so that that literally came in this week, and I went into the youth staff and read that card to them, and I said, God's going to do some very, very heavy things in students' lives this week.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.